Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast with your special guest host, me, Jonathan Greenwood from Newcastle Fans TV. It's now time for View from the Opposition and this week is a huge game as Newcastle United make the trip down to the Midlands to take on Aston Villa at Villa Park. And with me today to get all the latest on the Aston Villa side of things is Ashley Priest from the Birmingham Mail. Ashley, welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. Aston Villa on cloud nine, so you must be over the moon talking all positive things about Aston Villa right now. Yeah, I remember being up at St James's Park, when was it now, October time, and we got a right pumping up there, and I'm, th- I'm dreading the worst. I think it was the second game after Gerard got sacked, and you're thinking, oh dear, relegation is, is on the cards here. And for me to be talking about Europe going into this one, and, and to be in the top six talking to you right now, what a turnaround it's been at Villa Park. So, yeah. I think Villa and Newcastle both on an upward trajectory. And yeah, I'm, I'm all for that, you know. I'm all for disrupting the, the Man, City, Man United's and Liverpool's and Chelsea's. But Villa and Newcastle to, to be right up there now is, um, is something positive for me. So yeah, great game in, in store on Saturday. Yeah, we're certainly spoiling the party, both Newcastle United and Aston Villa. We'll talk about Newcastle later on in this podcast. But what has Unai Emery done at Aston Villa? Actually, you need to tell me all about this because when Aston Villa... First appointed Unai Emery, they were 16th in the Premier League. And I don't think any any football fans really thought that Aston Villa were going to get really dragged into a relegation zone under, under Unai Emery. I think everyone had a, that confidence that Unai Emery would get Aston Villa out of this mess, if you like, and get them to sort of that mid-table range. But he certainly exceeded all expectations, I think, from every probably Aston Villa fan, if they're being brutally honest. I don't think any Aston Villa fan thought right now, going into this Newcastle game, they'll be sixth and nine points off the Champions League. What, what has he done to transform this Aston Villa side? There's just levels to management, you know, there's different levels. Steven Gerrard was out with his depth, if, if we're being brutally honest, and to, to bring in a, a, a manager of Unai Emery's calibre, someone Newcastle United wanted before Eddie Howe, um, just shows how I many Europa League is a multiple winner in, in major competitions. You can see why as well, Jonathan, you really can. The way he's galvanised the group and his style of play is, is just... I mean, it's quite mesmerising to watch, to be honest. It's patient build-up, it's playing out from the back. Um, they had the TV problems to begin with, Villa did. They got caught out and making silly silly mistakes in front of the 18-yard box. But the players are brought into it. And just, I think he just, he brings that elite level side of things. And he's so so serious about improving things. And, and Villa, he's football mad, Emery. He really is. I try and try and be personal with him at press conferences, but it's, it's football, it's work. You see him, his photos on his Instagram page. He's on a laptop straight after the game, onto the next one. So we're talking about a top, top operator and just look what he's done. 
Yeah, I think Villa was 17th when he, when he arrived. They jumped up to 6th now. And Europe's on the cards between now and the end of the season. So, yeah, just just just, diff, just a high-caliber manager, Jonathan. It's simple as that. There's levels to this management game. And, and yeah, we've got a good one here. And I'm glad he, he turned Newcastle down then, then many months ago now because he, he's, he's rocked up at Villa Park and we're benefiting. I'm sure Newcastle are happy with, with how as well. And so there should be. So two two good managers going at it on Saturday. Yeah, it should be an excellent, excellent game on Saturday. Very much looking forward to going down to Villa Park to seeing how Eddie Howe takes on Unai Emery, if you like, in terms of the managerial side of things. We'll touch on that, actually, now, because I was going to bring it up a little bit later on. But you're quite right, actually. Unai Emery did turn down Newcastle United uh, last year when the takeover came through and former Newcastle United and Aston Villa manager Steve Bruce was shown the door quite uh, quickly. Yeah. Um, it, it was a five-man committee who decided that Emery was the preferred candidate out of the two. It was three to two in terms of Emery when you, from, what you, from what you read. So it was very, very close between the two. I think the question I'd like to ask, Ashley, from obviously you watching Aston Villa, watching Unai Emery on a regular basis, what is Unai Emery's biggest strength as a manager? I think tactical awareness, tactical, um, and the, the, the way he structures his team. You'll see it on Saturday, Jonathan. Can, I think I, I, I Newcastle fans will see it as well. You were there at St James's Park back in October and how it was 4 0 back then, and Villa were all over the shop. And you'll see a totally different Villa now. There'll be a back four, and Martinez will, will play out from the back. There'll be short passes. And if it's not on, they'll just keep the ball. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot less, less risk involved in terms of what Villa do with the ball now. If, if a pass is on, isn't on, they'll, they'll keep, the, keep the ball. So, I'm, I'm intrigued how Newcastle play this one. Villa are a totally different team now. And Emery's yeah, biggest, biggest strength is his tactical awareness and, and the, the way he sets his teams up, which is evidence given Villa's turnaround. So I think Newcastle fans will be quite taken aback by the Villa they'll see on Saturday. And I think Villa will give Newcastle a right good game. And it, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see who dominates the ball early on because I know Newcastle like the ball as well. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating battle on Saturday. And Newcastle... Five on the spin, they've won. Villa won six at the last seven. It's yeah, it's all set up, mate. It really, really is. It is, it is very much set up for this weekend. Aston Villa winning six at the last seven, and the other one was a draw, mm-hmm. I believe, against West Ham United at London Stadium. It just shows that Villa are very, very difficult to beat at the best of times. I, I, I'm seeing a couple of clips on Twitter, and I don't like using Twitter as a tactical awareness, but it was <laughs> actually quite interesting to see what Unai Emery has done to this Aston Villa side, especially when teams are attacking them. It almost seems like it's, it's a six at the back, if you like, yeah. at, at some point. And it, it, it seems to be something a little bit different in terms of what we've seen so far in the Premier League. We've seen Guardiola do so many different things at Manchester City and bringing that into the Premier League, but what Unai Emery is doing tactically and what you've mentioned so far, she seems to be working an absolute treat at this moment in time. In terms of when teams are attacking Aston Villa, do you feel more relaxed now? Do you feel that actually it's going to take a lot for an attacking team to break down this Aston Villa side? I do, yeah. I do, given the structure. And like you say, at times it's a back six, back five, especially away from home. Come on then, come and break us down. It's, it's that kind of mentality. And, and Villa have had, have had six clean sheets. They're not conceding many goals at all now. And, Toro, Mings and Ezri Conte, the two centre-halves, are in form, similar to Botman and Shah. They're very two informed centre-backs right now in the league, I'd say. Uh, and yeah, Villa locked to attack down the left-hand side, left-back. They're signed in, in January. Alex Moreno, £12 million, very good signing. He's a very attacking left-back. And on, uh, right-back, Matty Cash will be injured on, on Saturday. So it's down to, I think, Ashley Young, 37 years old. He tends to tuck inside as an, an operator as a third centre-back. In that sense, so yeah, they've, they've got it sussed out in there. I mean, Bubakar Kamara, the, the free signing we got from Marseille last summer, 
he's been pretty big this season. So I, th I think he'll be missing again on Saturday with an ankle injury. So I think I think it'd be Douglas Louise and John McGinn just in front of the back four. So yeah, I mean it's, it's a fascinating battle. I mean Newcastle don't concede a lot of goals today. Twenty-one for the season, incredible record they've got there at the back. I mean the, the back five's pretty 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 good, isn't it? Burns, Butman, Shaw, Trippier, Nick Pope, big fan of him. So yeah, I mean, what are we on for a nil-nil then? You reckon <laughs> on Saturday? Well, <laughs> I can't see that. Well, it's funny. Newcastle have had the most nil-nils this so far this season from any more any Premier League side. They've had six nils, six nil-nils yeah. this season. So it's uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't uh, it doesn't bode like that on uh, on Saturday afternoon. Hopefully, uh, even if, if if we were neutrals, we'd like to see a few goals anyway. Yeah. Um, but it is it is interesting talking about Ashley Young being the. Uh, playing 37 year olds another yeah. bit of a start he's never lost a home game against Newcastle United in his career nice. so that from an Aston Villa side you hope that continues so hopefully the Newcastle side of things they can break the hoodoo who are who are Villa's biggest threats actually for people that don't watch Villa week in week out obviously I'm, I'm looking at Ollie Watkins of course 12 goals so far in the Premier League this season mm -hmm. I've always been a big fan of um, Emmy Buendia I actually spoke to Dan Barlow who's now playing for Middlesbrough and asked him who's the best player he played against in the championship. And this is when Brendier was playing for Norwich. And he said, Brendier, but hands down, he's, he's yeah. that good. Are those the two names that that you think straight away? Or are there different names? Ollie Watkins straight away, Jonathan. Yeah, it's nine goals in 11 for him now. He's he scored five in a row. Um, he's, he's, his scoring form is pretty sensational. It really is. I think um, I'm impressed with see so who gets on the score sheet on Saturday. With, I, know, I know he's axing the goals at the moment. So. Yeah, both ends of the pitch, there's quality there. Watkins has been incredible. The turnaround under under him as well. Start of the season, he was struggling under Gerrard. And he, he was missing a lot of chances one-on-one -on -one in front of goal and didn't look confident at all. And what, and what what Emery's done with him, he said, stick between the post, reserve your energy and just, just do the damage in and around the 18-yard box where it matters, like, like a Wilson does, for example. So he's changed his game tenfold. And the other man, I'd say... I'm not really over oversold on Buendia yet, Jonathan. Thirty-eight million pounds, club record signing. I'm wanting that little bit more. He doesn't really get your goals and assists in, in the way you, you want him to. And he's, last week he was a picture of pure, pure frustration. Buendia, he's, he's your typical South American in the sense he, if something doesn't come off, his his arms in the air, he's punching the ground, and he's just get on with things. Very passionate, Buendia. So I'm hoping he comes to the fore on Saturday. But a man in form, John McGinn's really really turned things around from where he was at. I think he struggled at Newcastle back in, early in the season as well. He, he was struggling, but now he's, he's just he's doing a lot of lot of good lot, lot of good things under Emery. So, I mean, the transformation of a lot of people, the one the ones that sticks out, the ones that have, have done really well under Emery, uh, Tyro Mings, John McGinn, Ollie Watkins, they're the three who, who've really kicked on under the new manager and, and, and transformed themselves. So, yeah, I fancy Watkins to score on Saturday. Man in form, I think. Like, I think your time, he probably he's actually probably. A guaranteed to score as well. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I've seen his goal against Brentford last week. Took that very well. So he's coming into his own now, isn't he, Isaac? He very, very much so. He's he's been the difference maker from a Newcastle United side of things. He's, I think Thomas Frank said summed it up quite well. Actually, the sixty-three million pound striker scored the winning goal. So I think it was a bit <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, of course, from Thomas Frank, who um, who likes to poke a little bit of fun, shall we say? But he, he, he has. <laughs> He has been immense, but we'll, I'll touch about Newcastle United very, very shortly. But if there is any weaknesses in this Aston Villa side right now, what is this? What is the weakness? How can Newcastle exploit it, do you think? I'd say Ashley Young. I mean, he played three games in a week last week at 37, and he's making a lot of comments on 
on social saying, get me that ice bath. He's he's really doing uh, going above and beyond at the moment. He's given Matty Cash's injury. So maybe that down that right back, he did struggle against Harvey Barnes at Leicester. Um, at times, I mean, last week, Villa played Forrest and, and Brennan Johnson going a bit, a bit too quick for Ashley right now. So maybe down the Ashley Young side, down the right-hand side of Villa's back four, could be where he gets at Villa. But I mean, other than that, Villa, Villa like Newcastle, have been defensively sound of late. And, and yeah, you not considering a lot of goals from set pieces. They seem to win a lot of first contacts as well. Tyra means contact. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, down that right-hand side, I do worry about Ashley Young at times. Um given just how often he's playing. So maybe, yeah, down the flanks, Newcastle. I don't know who will play down there, San Maximum or, or something like that, maybe, to really go at, go at Villa down, down the sides. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the latest is with uh, Newcastle United. This has been recorded before Ellie Howe's press conference. Alison Maximum has been injured. We don't know how long he's out for. He may be available against Aston Villa. I'm just assuming this, at this assuming that at this moment in time, but we'll get that confirmed by Eddie Howe later on this morning. Um, I, I suppose when you look at it, Emery and how, in terms of the styles, I think they both want to try and play attacking football at times, at the right times, and they always they don't they always want to try and win the game. I, like, I see a lot of managers. I think I think even Steve Bruce, let's be honest, in the Premier League, wanted to make sure that the teams didn't lose. Where I think with Eddie Howe and Unai Emery, they want to see the teams win games of football. If you like, let's win before we try not to lose. Essentially, but um, let's talk about Newcastle United. Actually, um, third in the Premier League, least amount of goals conceded in the Premier League this season. Sit on 56 points, third in the Premier League, as we've mentioned. Three points ahead of Tottenham in the Champions League race, if you like, which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Newcastle mm-hmm. United side of things. What have you made of Newcastle United this season? And who is the players that stand out in terms of what you've seen of Newcastle United so far this season? It's been incredible, hasn't it, Jonathan? Newcastle's journey from now. Yeah, I'll just keep going back to that game at St. James's Park. And the last two visits to St. James's Park, it's up there. It's been absolutely pumping. It really has. The whole city's behind them. And that's what you need. That's what Villa are trying to build now um, as well. So, I mean, Villa are looking at Newcastle as the ones, can, can we be like them at the moment, given, given just how, how far you've jumped up? Um, but been pr- pretty impressed. I mean, maybe you're thinking after the cup final, all the big, the big hoo-ha around that, you lost in that one. Uh, and then you, you played Man City after that. You lost three on the spin to Liverpool, Man U, Man City. You're thinking, oh, are the wheels going to fall off here? It was 1-1 at home with the Wolves at the time. And look what you've done. You won five on the spin. What a reaction that's been. So, yeah, I've been pretty impressed. I like, I like, the, I like, the, I like the, the togetherness you've got in that dressing room. Because, I mean, there are not, they're not, they're no egos at all. You're looking, I, I, like, I, like, I like what Eddie Howe's saying uh, to the press as well um, and the messages that he's been giving. And, yeah, I mean... It's some turnaround up there, and yeah, I think Newcastle are the envy of most clubs in the Premier League right now. I firmly believe that, and I think the the, the good times are going to keep on rolling. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you do in the summer. It's going to be fascinating, given how much you, you, you're likely to spend and, and, and build again and go again. So I really hope you make the Champions League as well. That'd be that'd be really good. That the Champions League nights back at back at Newcastle, and and yeah, it's um just just what a journey you've been on, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. I'm afraid. As much, yeah, clubs like Villa, Liverpool, uh, uh, wincing a little bit, given what Newcastle can achieve now. Yeah, it should be really, really fascinating to see what happens from now to the end of the season in terms of where Newcastle United do finish, whether they do finish in the Champions League and really disrupt the party mm-hmm. in terms of all the big boys that are normally up there. You talk about Alexander Isak in terms of being a threat for Newcastle United. Is, is there anybody else in terms of that Newcastle starting eleven that you go, 
kind of hope that he might hope he gets a hope he gets a knock and training that he's not involved <laughs> this weekend. Well, I mean, even Almiron's back as well. He's back in training, wasn't he, Almiron? So um, he, he had a good game against Villa previously. He scored his worldie, didn't he? Uh, in that four 0 route earlier in the season. So yeah, uh, Callum Wilson always seems to always have a good game. He always likes to play against Tyron Mings. Callum Wilson, he always gets the better of Mings. Um, given the size difference as well, he's always really aggressive in Mings, and Mings doesn't really like that. So yeah, Wilson does does. He always pops up with the goal against Villa. I'm a former Villa transfer target um, back in the day as well, before signing for Newcastle. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been really impressed with the two centre-halves, Jonathan. Um, Botman, great signing. And Fabian Charles kicked on again. So yeah, and a few Brazilians on show at the weekend as well. Bruno, Joe Linton and Villa's Douglas Luiz. He's a very good player as well. He, he's, he's coming into his own now as well. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, it should be fascinating on Saturday. Yeah, really, really should be. I think everyone, I think everyone would be looking forward to tuning in for the lunchtime offering <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Aston Villa versus Newcastle uh, this weekend. I, I do want to mention uh, the the daft rivalry, if you like, between Aston Villa and Newcastle United. And I think it probably originated from when Newcastle United were relegated at Villa Park in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. where there was that banner, banner if you like, out, out yeah. on the top of the halt, "Who's your next Messiah, Ant or Deck?" Yeah. Um, when you look at it now, do you think it is just a daft rivalry? Is it a rivalry? Is it just nothing? What what, what do you make of it, Ashley? And do you, can you see both sides of the argument on it? Yeah, I think it's just a bit of crack. I think yeah, you've seen the banners in the whole turn. The one was a sub on the tyne as well. Just a bit of crack because Newcastle going down when they did was massive, wasn't it? It was huge. And Villa were there to poke fun at them at the time. And Newcastle didn't like that, and rightly so. So I think it's just stemmed from that and... There's been a couple of mad games. I remember the Andy Carroll hat trick, six 0 So Newcastle had the last laugh then. That was the season they got promoted, wasn't it? The first season back. So there, there, there's your, there's your um, Villa, Newcastle got Villa back then in that, in that sense. So been a, lots of back and forth. Two big, big clubs in their own cities, um, and two clubs going in the same direction right now as well. So Newcastle have been down in the Championship. Villa have, a lot of similar similarities in that sense. Villa have been down in the doldrums as well. They've come back. Both clubs have got good owners now as well. And, um, yeah, just two very similar clubs in that sense. And, yeah, and that's I think that, that's where the rivalry's continued. I think, yeah, it will continue on Saturday. A lot of banter on Saturday as well. Pre and post-match, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, it's a bit, bit of fun, a bit of crack. And, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, I, mean, I think everybody is, let's be honest. I think it is just one of those things where, I think obviously Newcastle fans, right? Like you rightly said, Ashley just probably just took a, took offence to it, and probably our, our lowest point. Let's let's be honest. So yeah, no, I think we can understand both sides. But I'm still going to go on the Newcastle side of things, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> what I do want to ask you, Ashley, before we're going to go into predictions and how the rest of the season will pan out, how good is it to see clubs, big clubs like Aston Villa and Newcastle United, actually try and disrupt the party? Because with let's be honest, a lot of pundits have been talking about this for years. Going. Oh, if it likes this, like the likes of Newcastle, Aston Villa, Everton, they're kind of always the three teams that get mentioned to try try to swallow the part, swallow the part in. At least one of those three teams are always either fighting relegation or in the in what people would perceive the wrong position for these football clubs in terms of maybe the bottom half. Isn't it nice to see the likes of Newcastle and Aston Villa actually go? Do you know what we're actually going to be professional if you like, and let's try and get to the highest point in the Premier League? Of course. I don't think many Newcastle fans expect to finish third and so far in this in this, in this this season, and Aston Villa to finish sixth from an Aston Villa side of things. But yeah. isn't it just nice to see a bit of something to refresh this whole Premier League? 
Yeah, I, I, Jonathan, there's nothing worse. I hate that big six tag. Everyone says the big six. Sky Sports are massive on the, the big six. What is the big six? The big six for me is the, the clubs in the top six who are there right now and Villa and Newcastle are in, in there right now as well. I've been really impressed with Brighton. They've come on, haven't they? Brighton are, are, are incredible. Brentford are a good team as well. They're, 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 they're flexing their muscle as well. Brentford, given what, what they do with, with their recruitment, they're, they're really bang up there. So, yeah, it's good to see, mate. Really has. Long time coming, this um, Villa and Newcastle competing with, with, with the United and the Arsenal and, and people like that. So, yeah, it's a bit of a throwback to the 90s, isn't it, really? And Villa are up there and Newcastle under the under Keegan are right up there. So, yeah, um, all for that. And, yeah, long may it continue. Do you think Aston Villa can sustain it in terms of bringing European football back to the club since I think it was 2010-11 season? I think it was last That's time right. we were in European competition. And uh, yeah. I think Martin O'Neill was the manager beforehand and then obviously he left. And yeah. obviously he did have a couple of games in, in I think it was the UEFA Cup back then. They even been in the Europa League back then. It seems like such a long time ago yeah. now. But can Aston Villa do it? Can they be in European football next season? I think so, especially with this manager in charge, yeah. Um, he's a European specialist. And the owners, yeah. Nasef Soares, the Egyptian billionaire we've got as chairman. I think he's pumped in near enough 400 million pounds on transfer so far since the promotion. Um, so they've gone, gone at it. Dean Smith struggled towards the end. Gerard was a bad appointment, but they've got the right man in charge now. And look, look just look at the table. It, it tells you everything. So Villa are going to be, yeah, um, a problem for, 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 for the big six, as it were, likewise Newcastle. So, yeah, I, th I think... It's it's gonna only gonna be positive from here on in. It really is. I mean, Villa will spend again in the summer, um, and yeah, Emery's the difference maker here. We've got a manager in charge who's been there, got the t-shirt. He's worked at you know, PSG, Arsenal. He's, he's done the lot, and he's showing it. And he's he's the most important man at a football club, the manager. And yeah, I think he'll take Villa there. Matt, I think I think they might sneak it this season. I think they might sneak Conference League, which I. I'm not too bothered about it. It's a chance to get into Europe, give fans some European away days. I'm all for that. So I'll snap your hand off for a conference league spot. Yeah, and, and, yeah, before the season ends. So yeah, excited by going into Europe for sure. If Mikel Arteta doesn't win the Premier League with Arsenal, mm. who deserves manager of the season? I think I think Eddie Howe will be up there, but I think I think it's got to be Emery, given the turnaround um, in such a short short space of time. I think he's been in the job. Five months, six months, and for Villa to be what nine points off third, it's mind blowing. It really is. So, um, so yeah, I think Emery's got, got to be in with the shout for sure. I think Deserbi, he's done well at Brighton. He's tired off a little bit, but yeah, I would be good if it was one of Howe or, or, or Emery, given what they've done this season. Yeah, hope it's Howe though. Um, <laughs> um, let's talk about finally about uh, Newcastle United. And what you think your what they think the prediction will be for this season? Do you think Champions League football will happen next season, and that Newcastle will be hearing that Champions League music at St James's Park, or do you think that they'll just tail off towards the end? I do, yeah. I think you will. I think you're in a great chance. Massive game next week, isn't it? Tottenham at home, huge one that one. And then you have got some nice fixtures coming up. I know Everton away will be tough, but Southampton at home, that's a banker for you guys. And then, yeah, I like the look of your fixtures. You got a kind fixture list before the end of the season, and they've got the Newcastle team just got to stay together, stay focused, don't switch off, and, and continue their momentum. I think it's tunnel vision for you guys. I think looking what you're achieving, Isaac's banging form, the defence are rock solid, midfielders are performing. There's no stopping you. 
I really believe you'll get Champions League and yeah, it would be good, wouldn't it? Really exciting. Um, yeah, St. James's Park, Champions League nights. Yeah. I don't mind that cup of tea in the front room. I'll watch that next season, hopefully, yeah. You're wetting the appetite, Ashley. You're wetting the appetite for all our listeners <laughs> and everything that's Black and White podcast. Um, but let's get your prediction for Saturday. Aston Villa versus Newcastle at Villa Park. I'm sure the sun will be shining down on the down on the Midlands. Uh, most of it will be in that away end <laughs> from previous experience. What's going to happen? Who's going to win? Nil-nil, wouldn't it? Nil-nil? Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence here, Joe. I'm going to have 2-2, a lot of goals. I think the defensive record is going to go out the window. Two teams going right at it. Um, two informed teams as well. So, yeah, 2-2, two, two, I'm going to say draw. I'll take a draw probably going into this one, given Villa's form and Newcastle winning five on the spin. Try and hook their momentum a little bit. And, yeah, I think I think a draw is probably the, uh, the most likely here. Although I could be biased and say Villa win, but I think draws, I'm, I'm favouring the draw. I, I have to be honest, I think a lot of Newcastle fans actually would take a draw. I think, okay. that, just shows how far, I, I think that just shows how far Aston Villa have come in the last few months under Emery. I think they would. I think if they said we'll give you a point right now and we'll focus on the Spurs game, I'm kind of one of those people that goes, "Yeah, we'll do that." More than yeah. happy with that. But if I'm if I'm being a little bit biased that you were gonna you, that you were gonna try and beat, I think Newcastle can nick it, maybe yeah. one nil or two one. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if it is if it is a draw this Saturday. But it, it should be an absolutely fantastic occasion. I'm sure Villa Park will be bouncing. I'm sure both fans, as you said, the band will be flowing left and right, and every I think everyone will be just really really excited to see a good game of football. But Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's been absolutely brilliant talking all things Aston Villa and Newcastle United. I'm sure both teams will disrupt the party towards now and the end of the season. And hopefully we'll see Aston Villa and Newcastle United both in European competition. Yeah, that's the aim. Safe travel to the 3,000 team fans going down. So yeah, yeah, enjoy the day Saturday. Fantastic. From myself, Jonathan Crewin, and uh, my guest today on the Everything is Black and White podcast, Ashley Priest. We'll see you all very soon.